they just wish you well, but they don't understand what you're doing. So they would definitely want you to be more feel safe. They want a safety net for you. So always try to don't don't think of your family as like they don't really want the best for you. You might definitely see where you're going. They don't see it. Make them understand. Make them see it. It's gonna be hard, but again, understand that you're on the same team, on the same page. But they just want it to be in a different way, not your way. I see the walls before me. I feel the cages forming. Seems like the world is falling, but I keep my head up. I see the world before me, I know what change is coming, I hear the world is calling, so I keep my head off the ground. We break into everything. We break into everything. Hello and welcome to the Barrier Breakers Corner, where we shift mindsets around various topics such as family, finance, relationships, dreams and visions, and most importantly, opportunities and how to walk into them. We want to annihilate the assumption that we cannot break barriers. Let me tell you this today. There is more on the other side of you breaking that barrier that you would never know unless you do. We break into Hello and welcome to the Barabricus Corner, where we step out on faith and defy the odds. I am your host, Joyce Donkor. Today, we have an amazing guest, Barabricus Corner. We're in season five of our podcast and just wanted to bring a guest here to talk about our topic for the season, Faith of a Fear. And we have an amazing guest from Gambia. He's Usman Rahman. And he's just going to share his journey on how he took that step of faith to start his business and the challenges he's facing and all of that and the joys, the wins, the lessons. So here we are. Usman, please introduce yourself. Uh, thank you very much, Joy, for having me. I'm really excited to be on this podcast. I mean, my name is Usman Rahman, as you rightly mentioned. I'm from the Gambia. What can I say? I mean, I was born in Banjul. That's the capital city of the Gambia. In a family of six. Went to school in Banjul as well. I grew up in Aku Seren. That's the tribe of form. So we pretty much very indoors kind of people. So when I was young, I don't normally go get the chance to go out and play with my mates. So I was always the stubborn kid. I always try to force my way out. My, when I get home, my dad would give me beatings that... But these were exciting times as well. So because when I was young, I was kind of tied to what I'm doing. I had this passion for doing the grocery shopping at home. So mm-hmm. my dad would always give me a list of items to buy at the supermarket or at the market or the pharmacy every weekend. So these are always the time that I would get the chance to go out and play with my mates and spend a lot of time outside while mm-hmm. I get buy some of the stuffs as well so when i get home i'll get the my dad would beat me up because i used the whole day to do all that and but it was exciting times because growing up was not easy as well my yeah. parents were not rich so it was more from a very humble background so they had to struggle to get me to school my dad was an office messenger mm-hmm. at the gambia bit of statistic my mom wow. was a cleaner she used to work for Shell Petroleum then, you know where it exists now. Mm-hmm. So it's a company. So 
that's how it works. I attended Wesley Primary School, then later to Gambia Middle Academy, and then Gambia Senior Secondary. Then I did a couple of professional courses here and there, and then did a BSc in, in psychology at this International Open University, which I didn't complete. I did a drop out of university twice. Mm-hmm. So I dropped out once, then came back again, and then dropped out again. I would encourage any young person to do that. On the flip side as well, I'm, I'm a spoken word artist and a poet. However, I've not really performed for a long time. It didn't that much for a while now because writing was therapeutic for me because you know, it helped me go through dark moments in my life and it's really helped me a lot and is performing as well. I used to belong to this club called the Clouds Poetic Prodigy. It was a spoken word. I grew from one of the poets to becoming the president of the whole organization. And nice. It was- it was really cool. I had to manage a group of young people, group of poets, and some of them are some of the top poets in the Gambia right now. So <laughs> that's really good. That's really good. Yeah. It was exciting times. So, but again, at some point in 2017, that's when this whole journey started for me. Entrepreneurship. I never really envisioned myself as an entrepreneur because I did psychology mm-hmm. in university. And then I did a bit of international relations. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to be a diplomat. At that point, I was trying to find myself I was trying to I didn't know what I wanted to do I was more like looking at people who I knew at the time and I was like I'm successful at this so I think I might better try that so that got me to study international relations because I wanted to be an ambassador or a diplomat or whatever it is mm-hmm. to travel around the world but then that was not for me and I did a bit of psychology because I was more i'm a weird character so i tend to read a lot of people's mind i used to create a lot of these characters in my head different kind of people and then put them together and then it was i don't know how to explain them it was it's when i look back at those things it's kind of a really weird because i used to create different people in my head one of the ways i actually also developed myself as well talking to myself a lot Mm. i used to speak a lot do a lot of mirrors mirror talking I'll be on the middle for hours. My mom would be like, like he's, you know, because that was ways that I built my self-confidence and also ways that I could imagine a lot of people in the room talking to a lot of people. So yeah. when I have presentations, I would do a lot of mirror sessions. And sometimes I'll, when I'm even walking down on the streets, I might see a mirror and then I'll just go and start talking. There was a time wow. I was, you know, there was this mirror that, they were seeing me from the inside, but I was not seeing them from the outside. And that is hilarious. I realized they were seeing me. It was one of the most embarrassing moments. <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> that was kind of weird character I had. It was really hard trying to develop myself. Mm-hmm. Mostly it was self-developmental. I looked at other people as well and what I could take from them here and there. That's me. Yeah, 2017, I found that Lex is a local service company specialized in the deliveries of food documents and all sort of miscellaneous packages. So before we even dive into Dex, I your journey is great. Like everybody have that background that it's not all glorious and awesome and all of that. Like your parents looking at where your parents came from to where you are now and I was having this at church yesterday and I was like leading prayers at churches. And I was one of the things I was saying to them was that there is, it's every parent's desire to see their children do better than they did. Parents cannot be in competition with your kids. You always desire your children to do way better than you did. And it looks like that's what you have done. Like your parents' efforts were not in vain, them putting you to school. And you talked about 
being in uh, Meditas Academy. Hey, I'm an alumni of Meditas Academy as well. So here we are doing great things from GMA people right here. But it's just seeing the hard work that you've put into where you are now. It may look like what you were doing was crazy or stuff, but like you said, you're building your confidence. And I used to say that, and I think I still, not I think, I still do this now where I talk to myself a lot back in the day where there were no AirPods and stuff. You just use your ear. I didn't even have an earpiece by that time. I'll just use my phone and just pretend I'm talking to someone on the phone and I'm just really talking to myself just so that I'll not be in that kind of embarrassing situation that you found yourself in. But I encouraged myself. That's the way I encouraged myself. That's where I spoke to myself. And that's the way like I was talking to God in those seasons. So it's not weird. It's just you doing your own way of finding how to build your confidence. For me, it was not about, I don't think I was trying to build confidence, but that was me trying to reflect on my day, trying to reflect on things that I want to do and just talking about it and just talking it out. And you are finding yourself doing all of that as well, just to build your confidence, which is really, really good. And people need to come to that point where they realize that no matter what they do, you know, as long as you have a goal and a purpose of what you want to achieve, that's fine. Whatever you do may seem crazy to somebody else, but that's the way you can fulfill that dream or that desire for even that day, even if it was just a minute, that's you filling yourself up and building your confidence. That's so amazing. And now into starting decks, like how from being, I mean, desiring to become um, a diplomat and travel around the world to start in your own business. Like, how did that come about? What was going through your mind? What were you thinking about? So, like I said, there was a time I got sick and I was working for this company during that period of time. So the company was e-commerce. So e-commerce was pretty, back then the Gambia was not quite common. People were not used to ordering stuff online. It was quite common in other countries, but in the Gambia, it was still something people were getting used to. So I was working for that company. Mm-hmm. So I was the administrative officer, the later administrative manager. In that process as well, it was not a big company. It was a pretty small company. We had most of our clients were from the diaspora, from the US and all that. So mm-hmm. I was doing modeling for this company as well. I was the administrative officer, but sometimes if you check their website, sometimes you'll see some of my pictures there because mm-hmm. I was doing a lot of stuff. I was also delivering some of the stuff as well. So mm-hmm. that was more like that me, but having a lot of responsibilities as well. And so during that period, I got sick and I wanted somebody to help me get my drugs. And a friend of mine said, I can help you get your drugs, mm-hmm. but at a cost. I was really weak. I was struggling with malaria at that point. It was difficult period. And then he wanted to help me get the medication, but at a cost. So as soon as he said that, I gave him the prescription paper as well as the money for the medication, as well as the amount he wanted me to pay him. So once he left, everything made sense from that point. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, something that could be a business. And in mm-hmm. fact, this is something that I've been doing for my family. I used to buy all the stuff. And then later on, I'll figure a way out to keep some of the change. So it was more... <laughs> we did that. I did that to my parents. Like, I'll go, they'll send me to buy stuff and I'm like, I'm keeping the change. And then my dad later on will be like, where is my change? I'm like, which change are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I'll just increase the prices. Like, okay, I'll just skyrocket the prices. And then they'll, they just would believe whatever I say. So... I would advise any kid to do that anyway, but like, if you're listening, don't do that, right? 
So everything made sense from that point. So the good thing about, I was in and around, our office was in and around an incubator. So we were, sort of, our office was at the startup incubator. So I was seeing a lot of young entrepreneurs coming in and doing their stuff. Like, mm-hmm. So it was really something that really inspired me as well. That also inspired me to think outside of the box. Because mm-hmm. for me, I never really thought I would ever be an entrepreneur. But once I became an entrepreneur, it, it made sense now. I mean, do, the people who are not entrepreneurs most time, the way you think, your thought process is always different. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. my thought process was always get a job, get paid, like save up. All that, it was not about having to create impact or solve a problem and create value for people. It was, mm-hmm. not, it was all about me and not about what can I do for society or what can yeah. I create. I believe I'm a very creative person, but... Mm-hmm. At that point, it was more of using that creativity in, to develop myself or add value to my professional career or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But this was exciting time. Looking at all these people doing what they were doing and coupled with that moment, mm-hmm. everything made sense. And I'm like, okay, I in that process as well, I, there was this movie I watched. I can't remember the title, but there was an element of delivery in it as mm-hmm. well. And I did a bit of research as well. And the interest of that started creeping in. Mm-hmm. I realized this is a problem in the Gambia. Mm-hmm. No one is doing it, but why is no one doing it? I started asking those questions. I was not the right answers and everything was, but I kept it to myself. So mm-hmm. I didn't share it until at one point, there was this moment when, even though I, it was something that there was a problem here and I wanted to create a solution, but I never really believed in myself that you know, I could, Mm. make that until mm. that moment when another entrepreneur who was featured in Ops under 30 and he's an incredible guy he's doing mm-hmm. a lot of stuff mm-hmm. he owns Dropping Your Foods so he was invited at some point to one of the networking events that I attended and mm. uh, he asked every entrepreneur to share their ideas mm-hmm. so everybody shared their idea in the room except me because I just didn't want to share mine because yeah. I was like somebody would steal this here. So like, <laughs> share. Let, me, let me share something different, you know? Yeah. But before I, so I was reluctant to share mine. And then a friend of mine was sitting beside me who I confided in at the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. He decided to just build the beans. And he was mm-hmm. like, but then the guy responded, Mama, that's a brilliant idea. I mean, he put up a question. How many of you would need this service? Everybody in the room, almost everybody raised their wow. hands and then everything made sense to me I'm yeah. like, oh, wow. if this is then the confidence started building up from there because mm-hmm. and, and he said you know, if you start this i'll be your first client oh. yeah he, he was not my first client anyway but i mean <laughs> just saying that gave me a lot of confidence I'm yeah. like, okay, wow. this guy's saying he'll be my first client and then all these people would definitely need this service yeah so he gave me his card we met and then i told him would you invest in this business if i have to start it and he was like no i wouldn't invest in it because you don't have any value at this moment why would i so like that was a lesson that i learned as well because i had not started it was just an idea so i don't think any investor would invest in in a raw idea yeah yeah at that point you've not created any value yeah Exactly. So, but he said, I told him, I don't have money to start this. He said, you, know, mm-hmm. you don't need money. I mean, use anything. You have food, right? Pick up stuff. Walk <laughs> yeah. and deliver it. You yeah. know, take a taxi, you know, use a bicycle. Just throwing options in the air. Yeah. So, but I consumed all these options and then went home, thought about it. 
And but I was actually working for a company at some point. I was scared to leave because I was an integral part of that company. Mm-hmm. But here am I as well having this dream and wanted to start this. Already I've started developing stuff, proposals. So many of these started to develop on the side. Uh, my writing also helped me do most of the things I was doing at the time. Mm-hmm. But I was scared to leave as well. But I was caught in between leaving this job that was paying me well and having to start something that would actually create a lot of impact in society. So it was a difficult moment. And eventually, I wrote my resignation letter, but I didn't send it. I couldn't put up the confidence to send it. I kept it in my draft in the email. Every day, I'll look at it, and then <laughs> I'll update a little bit of here and there. And then it was tough. That must have been a very difficult situation. It was stuck in my draft for like a month. Wow. I couldn't send it. And then eventually, it affected my performance. I was not focused. But I felt I was not really being adding value as well so in that process i'm like okay i just have just need to have to send this but yeah leave the lifestyle then as well that i had a group of friends that we would always whenever i have money i never really saved up i'll just blow it and we'll go party over the weekend and spend it and we'll go from one restaurant to another it was just that kind of a lifestyle that i'm not really proud of but so when we I learn along the way, it, anyway, we learn along the way. So, <laughs> when I decided to send it, I had only two hundred dollars left in my account. So mm. it was crazy, right? And mm. I mistakenly sent it. Once I was one day, I was trying to look at it again. As I was doing that, instead of instead of for me to save it again in the draft, I mistakenly clicked the wow. send button, and I was at, so I got to my boss, and then he just she received it. <laughs> and she was not happy that I was leaving, but she was really cool about it and said I should stay for one month without mm-hmm. pay. So as well to do a transition for the next person coming in like, so that the person can understand the, the job and all that. Yeah. It was tough. Imagine staying for one month without pay. Like, wow. So, and then, so I would normally would ride my bicycle. I use that one month to normally, when I'm always going to work, I ride my bicycle. Mm-hmm. And from Banjo to the start, like that long mm-hmm a distance and i'll be posting stuff online telling people that something is coming at the labor service or we'll be delivering documents and stuff so i was just putting it out there and most people in the diaspora were really helpful during that period they were telling me this could really work this is something that is already working here so yeah. doing the gambia it would work so that built my confidence up as well so when i eventually left started I was going from one networking event to another to mm-hmm. see if I could get to talk to people about it. And the friends I had would always put me on the spot. They'll mm-hmm. see some influential person. They'll tell me, you know what, go pick to him. Tell him about your business. Yeah. Or they'll to that guy, tell him, this guy has a business. Maybe he can talk to you about it. So I'll be in that fearful spot and I'll be shaking, talking about my business. Sometimes I wouldn't express myself really well. And <laughs> it was horrible, but that built me up as well. So at some point, I saw this picking competition just a couple of months. Like I saw this picking competition online, the Busy Gambia picking competition. You should send a video to pitch your business your idea. Business. And then you'll get the chance to win multiple prizes, 25000 50000 Wow. Uh, so I'm like, I think I'll give this a shot. So, but I was scared. I was like, okay, what will people think about me? I'll look stupid in that video. I was mm. doubting myself over and over. And, Eventually, the last day, the deadline day for the whole application, the day that applications closed, mm-hmm. I 
that was the day I made my video and sent it. You know what? On sending that video, I didn't have anyone to take the video. So mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I'm like, I might as well just send it. But I might not, I will not win, but then that's fine. At least I will look back and say, I've tried. I've sent that video, even though it's going to be horrible. So yeah. and visited me that day. Mm -hmm. So I told him, I want to do a video. Would you mind using my phone to shoot it? And then right. he said, sure, I'll do it. So once we shot the video, I was on low battery. My phone was almost dead. Wow. So I'm like, that during that period, now it was really horrible. It was on and off every day. It was 2016 during the, it was really horrible. So I was like, my battery is almost dead. What do I do? Before this video uploads, my foot of died and light is almost gone. Yeah. So what I did was, there was a friend of mine again, who I believe they have electricity all the time. I don't know what they have at their home, but I'm pretty sure they'll have electricity because they have backups and all that. Mm -hmm. So like, let me send it to him and then send him my password and username and possibly he would upload it online for yeah. me. That was yeah. a huge risk because I was exposing my personal information, data and everything. Yeah, I sent him my Facebook password and username and everything, and then coupled with the video, to kindly help me upload this mm -hmm. and then tag this page. So, wow. But once I sent that, my phone died. And uh, so, when my phone died, I didn't know in my head whether he did send it, send or, it not. or not. Oh, damn. I was in that kind of a doubt. It was that kind of a situation where maybe he didn't send it, but that's fine as well. Mm -hmm. so around 8, 8 p.m at night light eventually came charged my phone and went online and then i saw the video and i saw a lot of people responding to the video wow. it was like wow man some people were sending me messages were sending me private messages telling me how this could work or what i yeah. could do they were giving me so many ideas and it was just amazing especially people who were in the diaspora and I took that in that also built my confidence so i was really grateful to the friend he made it happen his name is salim Said raza fantastic guy he is an integral part of what we actually built text so when the video went live and then actually we won the competition, we were part of the winners actually. So uh, I'll tell you an interesting thing about the competition. So when I was going to the competition, I had absolutely no money. So my mom gave me $25 pay transportation to get to the event. So I was literally emotional. I was really angry during that period because I was really broke. I couldn't even get to the competition. I'm like, if I get if I pay this and get to the competition, I wouldn't have transportation to come to back. Go home. back. Yeah. I didn't care. I took the risk. Went to the competition. I was there once while they were announcing the winners. They announced a lot of people. I didn't hear my name until the last but so when they called my name, I was not really focused. I didn't hear. Like the other guy sitting next to me was like, Well, I think you Is this not you they are calling? So I'm like it was an emotional moment. I actually cried during that event. It was amazing. And they gave me a scooter and then 25,000. So an interesting part again is that I couldn't ride a scooter. <laughs> so what did I do? I had to, the scooter was actually taken to a mechanic after the mechanic fixed the scooter. And I was like, I told the mechanic, but I cannot ride a scooter. I've never even rode anything like this, riding bicycles. He was, and the mechanic was like, this is more like a bicycle. Just hop on it and move. Yeah. So... I did that. When I got to the main highway, I was scared to death because there were cars. <laughs> I was really scared. I was looking all over left, right, and center. I was 
Gotta make sure that I get to my location safe. I got all the way to Westfield and then I fell. When mm. I fell, people were shouting, oh, what are you doing? And I got back up, put on the scooter again, and then continued. I went mm. all the way around Caraba Avenue and then I fell again, but I got up again. Mm. On scooter again until I got to my destination. And I just didn't give up at that. This is amazing. Like, it's been you talking about your story, like, and I don't even know where to even dive in from because there's so many things you've talked about from just being afraid to even share your idea. And I feel like, yes, people steal ideas, but one thing I've known, or I saw someone post about this some time back and it's like, yes, I have this idea. Yes, I may do this or I may say it out, but our hands are different. The way I want to do it might be different from the way you might want to. And you don't even have the vision or the plan. You might have similar, but it might not go as the way I had it in mind. I'm the one who has the vision. And so I think that's it. And no idea is original. Like, it's not like you created the idea. So it yeah. must have been something new. Yeah, I feel like people need to and maybe you need to read the room that you are in or the person that you're talking to like trust that person first of all if you're in a gathering of of people probably read the room and see okay is this a place for me to share because for you there were so many opportunities that you didn't even realize that and you sharing your story or coming up with it was someone there telling you I'll be your first supporter and even telling people how many people would want to would want this service and a lot of people putting their hands up like that alone was an encouragement to you so i feel like whatever room or setting you are in just read a room and see okay this is this a place and if the opportunity is there yes go for it some people might not take it yes there's some of the money that might want to start it but your idea is original to you and also just having those people around you that are supporting you even from your password having access to your passwords and for social media and all of that like those are people that you can trust they are helping you in your journey and it's so important that we have the right people around us that will help us like imagine just as you send the video <laughs> your battery died like and then get the scooter and you riding around and falling down and get them that is life literally like failure it's a learning process never even see you failing as something bad or anything like you fell you embarrassed yourself but you got up again and were like i don't know how to ride a scooter but i'm gonna go until you got to your destination that alone is should be encouraging to anybody because it's like no matter what i'm still gonna go five years down the line ten years down the line you can go back and tell that story and then as embarrassing as it will be at the end of the day, you are successful because of your falling and getting up. You're falling and still getting up. And like you said, that gave you more confidence to go for this business. And as you were talking about it, I was remembering a time where, I think, was it last year or two years ago? I got a little, not pandemic time, I think it was the year after, I mean, 2021. And I was a little sick, but I needed to get something for my apartment. And it was really urgent for me to get, I think I needed a drainage or, I mean, draining something because the drainage had gotten blocked and the water was going down well or something. And I was not like strong enough to even go to the store. And I had heard about Instacart and I was like, okay, oh, yeah. yeah, let me just go on Instacart and just order this thing. I mean, there's going to be cost attached to you, whatever, but I needed it because we needed to get done in the house at that moment. And I just ordered the stuff on Instagram and within three, four hours, it was on my door. I was like, I didn't have to go out. And it's not even about being sick alone that you need this kind of service, but also 
people are so busy now trying to grow a business, trying to take care of family, trying to do two jobs, whatever it is, studying and working at the same time. And so you get busy and some things you forget or can't do it. You will need the service. Like just call them, help me pick this up, help me do this or whatever. Cause then I also remember there was a girl on this podcast I think June 2020, God rest her soul, she passed that year. But she used to have a business. That's fine. She used to have this business where she started this goat, well, not goat meat, but I think that was the idea she had to have like a goat meat farm and all of that. And so she would deliver meat to people, but not her delivering physically. She would, people would call her and say, I want this amount of meat. I want this. And she grew it to selling fish and all kinds of seafood. And so what happened was, she hired deliver people that were like your company kind of people and they would deliver it to those people. So now p- people are calling her, I want this meat and stuff like that. She doesn't charge them for delivery, but whoever delivers to them will charge, will have to pay them for delivery. So when they get oh. to the door or to the gate to deliver the item that the meat or the fish or the seafood that they've ordered, they would then pay for the delivery. And I thought that's a very good idea. That's something that you're doing. And you could go to the meat market. You could make a deal with a meat person or a fish person and be like, I have customers that do not want to leave their house on a rainy day, on a day that they are busy to other stuff. And here we are, we can help in that place. And I don't know whether you're doing that already, but that would be another good area to dive into. Yeah, absolutely. That's really good. That's really good because, I mean, I don't want to, people are not, I mean, some people can be lazy and just want that. I mean, as long as they pay for it, that is none of your business. Most of our clients are out of businesses as well. Some of them would post up on their status and they, they have a lot of following and viewership. So we, mm-hmm. some of them are on contracts with us. Some of them are, are not, but then they oh, use those services all the time to ensure that they deliver to their clients. And then it's amazing. They, it's more like it's their clients, but it's another sale. It's our clients as well, because we concerned that. We take their products and then connect it to whoever they want it to be connected to. So I mean, Yeah, it's that's really good. That's really good what you're doing. Like, And I'm sure the clientele will just be increasing. I know business has a lot of ups and downs, and maybe we should just dive into that and tell us some of the challenges that you faced from starting this business to now. Yeah, a lot of challenges. I'll start with personal challenge because, so I, I told you about creating my job to start this, and during that period, I had a lot of difficulty around that because my parents never really wanted they thought I was crazy. They were like, why are you putting your job to do this? So it was a big fight at home. Mm-hmm. So every day I come home to the most hostile household ever. I'm not always keen going home, so but mm. I have to. So sometimes I must as well not go home. I just sleep out. But like it was crazy. And because during that period as well, I was not contributing a lot to the household yeah, yeah. financially i was totally drained it was difficult they wanted me they were putting a lot of pressure on me first second year a lot of pressure to quit this and, and get a job but that was a challenge having to deal with that it was really really difficult having to confront my family all the time and i stood firm to what i believed in mm-hmm. and eventually i remember when i was competing for the platform when i was looking for votes my dad was digital in helping me out because he didn't believe in what I was doing mm, but he wanted, mm. inside of him he wanted me to win so he was sending my video to some of his friends and so many people just vote for my son so and he sent to so many people in the diaspora as well in the US and all that so many people voted and it was key I'm like this guy doesn't believe in what I'm doing I mean, he's, <laughs> but you know, he's sharing <laughs> but he was like shared to everybody and then eventually when we won was key then he that belief started 
creeping in. Like, so I know so many people are going through that moment, but yeah. like, we just don't have to fight too much. They just wish you well, but they mm -hmm. don't understand what you're doing. So they would definitely want you to be more feel safe. They want to save the net for you. Mm -hmm. So always try to don't don't think of your family as like they don't really want the best for yeah. you. You might definitely see where you're going. They don't see it. Yeah. Make them understand. Make them see it. It's gonna be hard, but again understand yeah. that you're on the same team on the same page but they just want it to be in a different way not yeah. your way so yeah i mean they mean wealth but it's like what they are seeing you are not i mean what you are seeing they are not seeing it and you have to show them that everybody has their own part but yeah. they want you to go on a safe part but i mean so right. you gotta make them right. believe that everybody has their own part so finances also was also a challenge and it's still a challenge because mm -hmm. we were looking at how do we scale to other areas and that requires a lot of finance we've got a lot of investors who would yeah. come here and there and we're still open to more investors as well mm -hmm. just if we can trigger other, other areas other countries how do we scale to other regions and all that mm -hmm. uh, and finance was a challenge during the start of my business. And I would tell this to most young people. I have so many young people that walk to me and say, I want to start a business, and but I don't have money. And then looking at them, they'll, some of them would have the latest iPhone. Listen. On there. I'm like, sell your phone, damn it, man. <laughs> right. Sell your phone. This is worth 30000 or 50000 I mean, sell it and start up your business. You're not. That, that desire is definitely non-existent. Because if it is... If you have that desire, you would definitely sell that phone and start yeah. it. Yeah. They'll have something that is quite valuable. So you've got to really look at yourself and how determined or how we right. how want to make that next step. So finance was a challenge. And what we did was put myself out there and compete. I knew that if, once I won that first pitching competition, I was looking at other pitching competition because... Mm -hmm. In that period, there was a lot of pitching competition that was coming up. Yeah. And I was just putting myself out there to pitch. Initially, I was training a lot of people. I didn't mention this. I'm a certified design thinking trainer. Say that again. I'm a certified design thinking trainer. It's a oh. human-centered methodology that focuses on innovation. Most tough companies like Apple, they use this mm -hmm. to design mm -hmm. new products and, and all that. So I was That's trained good. in 2018. And I train a lot of young entrepreneurs as well. And that, that's something I do on the side. I'll be hired by some of these entrepreneurship development institutions like Startup Incubator and to train other entrepreneurs across the mm -hmm. our regions and the country. So that's something I do on the side as well. So like in doing that, like I exposed myself to opportunities because there was a lot of competition going yeah. around. So once I compete, I always believe that I know I win. So and then winning was also these Winning this competition was also an integral part of helping us scale because yeah. when you win, it will help you to buy certain assets that would enable you to execute deliveries in a more efficient way. I could remember when we won the Youth Connect, somebody wanted to invest in mm -hmm. us. Like he, he sent me a very badly drafted contract and I was really frustrated during that period. I nearly took that because I was desperate. So, But in and around that period, a lawyer friend of mine advised me not to sign this because it's badly drafted and it would put me in a very difficult yeah, situation yeah. in the future. So I believe in that period that there was this competition as well. Once I competed in the competition, it was equally the same amount the guy wanted to give me that I won. Mm -hmm, so there was no mm -hmm. point having to, to take that money anymore and add to that contract that guy was sending me. Yeah. But 
And then I can imagine the tough as well. When we won the tough, it was a difficult period as well. Mm-hmm. First year I went to the tough, people don't really know. I was rejected. I was part of the first 20, but I didn't make it past that. Mm-hmm. I didn't make it to the first 10 because to even get the chance to pitch. So most people don't see that part. They, they yeah. only see the other part. Yeah. So the second year I came back and I was really prepared. Mm-hmm. I came back second year and I pitched. And then most of the people I was pitching, competing with were really people I look up to. Top entrepreneurs yeah. Yeah. out of the phone doing their stuff. But I had the belief that I could win. And, and also that also contributed the, when we won the... the but that was this other competition we won as well. It was also similar. So that those were ways that I used to call that the financial bet, the financial mm. challenge that we had. I want to say one thing. There was this time when I was starting, there was this guy who gave me $20,000. That mm. was huge, right? So when I was starting, I approached him. His name is Kali. I approached him. I told him, but I have this idea. When I, so he looked at it and he said, but I'm not a pirate right now. I have other plans. Mm-hmm. So, but I'll think about it. So, but I never really got to hear from him later on mm-hmm. until at some point, I think after when I won the Busy Gambia also, and we met somewhere around official. And then he told me, come to my office. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I went to his office the next day. Mm-hmm. He gave me $20,000. He put it in an envelope, gave it to me with a note on it. Like, I believe in you and mm-hmm. I believe in that. Uh-huh. So that was huge. This guy never really asked for anything in return. He didn't say, I mm-hmm. want you to make X number of shares or whatnot. He just wrote that and then gave me the money and then that was it. And yeah. Those are the kind of people that really genuinely want to help you. And there are people like that in our society. And so financially, I was just trying to look around ways, actually. It's still not, it's still a challenge, but we're trying to figure out ways to actually cope those challenges. And then one other challenge is human resource, getting the right people. Yeah. Uh, job. I mean, in the Gambia, sorry to say, but we have a lot of people with very, bad work, work ethics and it's sickening to say but like so our retention how we did employees not really good at the time but yeah. now we, we're learning a lot from past mistakes to ensure that we put in certain measures to ensure because our job revolves around human resources it revolves mm-hmm. around other people if other people are not there we mm-hmm. would not execute as yeah. per required because you need to constantly manage people, motivate them. You need constantly. Yeah. Some of them would come and do a very bad job. Some of them would want to sabotage the business. Yeah. Some of them. It's just crazy. This is the most difficult part of our job. Yeah. How to manage the team. Be hard. Some, you know, there are other people who came here and did incredibly well. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm always open. I There was this guy called Aziz. Aziz Safari came and he's now... A partner, he came, started from a driver, delivering, and now on part of what part of this company and Shirif Jaju as well, and Bubakar Jaye. These are three people who came at different stages mm-hmm. to actually contribute. Yeah. They've not put in any money, they've not put in anything, but they put in their effort, they put yeah. in their soul, they took ownership of the company, and mm-hmm. then they, because I always tell them what uh, this is a Gambian thing. I, yeah. I don't want to own everything. I want Gambians to come together. Let's support, let's make it happen. You own one bit, I own one bit, but yeah. 
But you've got to earn it. You've got to make sure you put yeah. in the quiet sacrifice to ensure that you earn something here. Yeah. And some of them have done that and they were rewarded with that because of the effort they put in. When Aziz came, then we had a scooter and we had a bicycle. So we would interchange with the scooter and the bicycle. We would ride everywhere. Sometimes even the rain, under the rain, it was tough during that yeah. period. Yeah. Likewise, when Sirip came, I had an accident. One of the trips, I we were going wow. to the province to train other entrepreneurs. I was going to the provinces and train other entrepreneurs on design thinking. Mm-hmm. And then with the startup incubator, and then we had an accident. How I survived the accident, I really don't know wow. because the car was totally damaged. But then some of the people in the car got massive injury. I was lucky that I had only a crack soldier and some other bruises here and there. But it was horrible experience, but I was absent for like two months, not going to work. Sirif was really young, it's fine. Sirif was young guy, 21 at the time, I think 20. He really was one in the whole company during wow. And this was during COVID. It was yeah. just crazy. So you can imagine like he sacrificed a lot to ensure that. He... Right, right. And then another guy, we look at Jede recently, we were going through some difficult situations where i'm a kind of person that emotionalizes the business so most of my decisions would sometimes might be based on emotion and that's not very good leadership mm-hmm. so he came in and then he actually changed that he changed a lot of stuff within the company if an employee does something really bad and then cook up a story and emotionalize yeah. it i'll feel emotional towards that yeah. and then i might just let it go and then that would creep in someone else would do it and <laughs> someone else would do it so it's not really helping, but mm-hmm. he actually came in, stamped his authority, was really tough not to crack. So he was setting so many of these rules and everybody was responding to it. I was like, wow. So his quarter as well. So human resources is a big challenge. But yeah. Like I said, we've got people who are non-Gambian come to this company and really excel. Yeah. They've done incredibly huge always try to compare them with the Gambians. You see that they outperform Gambians. And that's something that I think young Gambians should look at. Yeah. I like the way you desire to see Gambians come together. And I feel like if we do that, like we will soar. Like there's no waiting on government to do anything. We'll be able to do so much more. And I like the fact that also there are a lot of Gambians trying to do stuff so that you'll better their lives and all of that. It's so important that we continue to do stuff. It's so important that we even come together as a unit and just see ways we can develop, not just ourselves and our businesses, but how can we impact other people's lives and grow other people and help other people, which you're also doing and reaching out to different people. But I also must applaud you for making sure that you're like in different places and spaces, connecting with people, networking, because it's very important. Young people will not understand how or why it, the importance of that, but you don't know whether that will be your next investor or you meet your next idea or you meet your next person. I mean, that your next boss for the job that you are desiring to be in. We need to network and connect with other people. I'm so like proud of you pushing through your business, even though at the beginning you were like, can this work or doubting yourself in various ways? But you rose to each occasion and see where can you grow and trusting people even to help you run your business for even two months. Like that's amazing. And I applaud those people for also being honest and putting in the work because at the end of the day, if this works, I also benefit from it. If this grows, I also grow. If you are able to get ideas and you're able to make more money, it's a blessing to us as well. So grateful for everything that you are doing to help 
the community to help Gambia to even help yourself so that we grow I mean and people will see you and they'll wonder but I pray that as they hear this story they'll be encouraged to even go and start their own businesses or push in that career or push in whatever school they want to go to it will be an encouragement to them at the end of the day you are doing an amazing job and we I at Barabekas Corner we are proud of you I am super proud of you for do putting in the work and not even let go yeah and so what are the lessons you're learning right now well, a lot. I mean, I'm more like trying to understand more of the business side of things. There was, like I said, I told you about the emotional side of mm. how I emotionalize this business. But by opening my doors to other people and then allowing other people to show me different angles. Like I said, I started the business without any business knowledge, without any, I didn't know anything. I didn't study business from nowhere. Yeah. It was more like bootstrapping, trying to make mistakes and then understand these things in life. Mm-hmm. So I've learned a lot in that process. I've learned what a lot about bikes as well, how what bikes to use. I've learned about people, <laughs> the kind of people we hire. I've learned about business process. How do we improve this? How do we use technology? And so many other things. Mm. So before things that I was not, most of the things I was not really paying attention by talking to other people, by opening our doors to other people who have really mm-hmm. helped us get these to understand these things. So, but mm-hmm. it's a continuous journey. I'm still learning every other day. There will be mistakes here and there, but once you make a mistake, you've got to reflect on the fact that, wow, why did I make these mistakes? What went wrong? And reflect on these things that would help you understand the bigger scope and then how do we yeah. actually walk around that yeah i was gonna say like when you talk about and you're talking about mistakes here but also even when you got the scooter and how you were just falling and just getting up and going and i was like and you're like when you got the scooter and realized i cannot ride a scooter i wrote this down god will put you in situations life will put you in situations to grow you and that's just exactly what life is about even though yes there are ups and downs but even in the downs you are learning something even in the downs you are growing even in the downs you are learning so even as you started this business you have no idea of business and what to do but I believe God has put you in a situation where you are growing. You're going to learn. You're going to grow. There's so much more to even learn in the about business that you probably you haven't tapped into yet. But as you keep asking questions, as you keep connecting yeah. with people and networking, you will learn a lot and grow. And you that's how you even scale your business higher. So it's good that... It's not going to be easy, man. Like, yeah. It's really hard. I tell you that for a fact. Most people want to be entrepreneur. It's the hardest thing to do. Mm-hmm. It's not all about you. It's all about you and other people and mostly about other people you've yeah. got to read a lot of you've got to empathize a lot you, sometimes i wake up not wanting to go to work yeah. like the only thing that keeps you going is the passion sometimes like you run out of passion sometimes it, it dries out right you, you have to force it you've got yeah. to have to about there sometimes you want to make a tough decision that would alter the whole vision of the business but you've got to make these decisions you've got yeah. to take deliberate intentional decisions to move forward mm-hmm. i've realized that anytime you want to move forward you've got to be intentional about it yeah and it's not going to be easy it's hard sometimes people we only highlight the good part the things that really work hey but i started with this and then now we're growing to this level but if i tell you all the things that we like I encounter every day and then my team encounter. Like, right. And it's like that with every other person. It's like a battle. Every day I wake up knowing that I'm going to fight a battle, but I'm going to be ready for it. And that's how you grow. That's good. And I just 
So <laughs> one of the questions that I normally ask a Barbara's Connor is, what do you know now that you wish you had known when you were younger? What, I, what do you uh, know now that you wish, if you had known this earlier in life, it would help you in this journey, it would help you in your, whether personally or even in your business? No, that's a tough question. <laughs> anyway, I can't think of any of it. But then I think understanding myself more, like understanding where I want to go and why I do what I do. I think when you're young, you're very spontaneous. You're most likely carried along by your peers, by your family. You, I'm taking charge of my life. I mean, right now, whatever I want to do, it's more like something I want to do. And I'm mm. very conscious of it. I'm very conscious of what I'm doing. I'm very conscious of the steps I'm taking as compared to when I was young. When I was yeah. young, I was more like carried all along by, by the flow of things, by mm -hmm. I was not more open to other people's problems. I was more like myself. Was, but now yeah. I'm more like, how do I help? How do I contribute? How do I create impact? How do I yeah. change society? Yeah. All these things are pretty much round things that I'm conscious of as compared to when I, when I was young. Yeah, so, so being self-aware is something that I think, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's very important because as young people, I didn't even realize that we needed to find ourselves and know what we really wanted or what we stood for until i think a few years ago and that i felt like i was way older if i had known that as a younger person i think i would have made better decisions but it was like i'm now finding myself i'm now knowing what i stand for and what i will do and so it's so important that as young as you are no matter what age whether teenage whether way younger than that to find yourself what is it that i want what is it i aspire to be what are the principles i want to leave by what are the standards that i want to go by and just finding yourself and knowing who you are because when you know who you are when people come and talk nonsense about you are able to you're more fortified you know who you are and you can stand up for yourself when you know who you are nothing would just be anything. I mean, there's going to be the struggles, there's going to be the fears, there's going to be all of those other things, but you will find a way to navigate through. And then you know that I need people in my life. And so you are looking for the right people to talk to and seeking advice in the right places. And thankfully, if you're a person of faith and believe in God, you're just like, God, how do I do? You know, how do I go about this and help me bring the right people around me so that I can do that. So finding yourself is very important, even to growing and knowing better and doing better in life. That was really very key point that you raised there and finally what advice have you got for people who feel like life is hard i can't break barriers it's not easy how do i go about this what advice have you got for life is hard and whether you do something or not life would be hard <laughs> like, even if you don't do anything you just sit at home it's still TV, hard <laughs> it's still gonna be hard yes trust me no one would put anything no one would put food on your table. I mean, even if they're going to do it at some point, they'll get fed up with it. So yeah. life would be hard yeah. no matter what you do. Yeah. So you've got to really get up and do something. You've got to understand who you are first. One thing is I'll advise most people is like try to be yourself and try to listen to your inner voice. Like yeah. try to understand. There's a lot when you listen to your inner voice, you'll hear exactly what they're telling you. Maybe you should be the one that's going to change the world somehow so if you listen to yourself you tend to understand a lot about yourself and then mm -hmm. you start to put yourself out there fear would always creep in but then like fear is, is normal it's okay to be fearful it's okay to have fear but how you deal with it you gotta really True. embrace fear and then 
fight against it. It's more like nobody, if I should teach you how to swim, for example, it would not be, if I teach you a theoretical way of swimming, like mm -hmm. a book and all that, tell you, you know, this is what you need to do, this is what you need to do. You'll never be able to swim, no matter what, unless yeah. it's practical. If you're more practical, if I'm more practical about it, Mm -hmm. then you so you've got to put yourself out there and yeah. test yourself and then face those challenges life will knock you down get back up figure yourself again yeah so believe in yourself as well you know, keep true. believing in yourself no matter what it's okay to doubt yourself here and there sometimes but there should be that belief just like the yeah. way you believe in god i mean we all believe in god right yeah we never really i've never seen god i'm not sure whether you have but never seen so but then there you believe that there's a god up there yeah somebody holding right. it together for you somebody who created you yeah so and one day you'll get the chance to see that god you believe that there's a heaven and there, there's hell mm -hmm. whatever it is but there's that belief yeah. so it's the same thing in life wherever mm -hmm. you want to go you've got to believe in yeah. that and then yeah. eventually if you don't believe it, you'll not get there. Yeah, you believe true. It, you'll definitely get there because you would, the belief would push you towards. Yeah. The reason why we pray and we worship God is because we believe there is God. Yeah, if not, yeah. we wouldn't. Yeah. But we put in so much effort into our spiritual life because we believe that somebody is up there mm -hmm. who is. So that's the same thing with life. If you want to go somewhere, you've got to believe in that mm -hmm. vision. You've got to believe in where you're headed and take baby steps towards getting yeah. into that and eventually yeah. eventually you will get there yeah like because nobody starts from 10 everybody would start from zero zero <laughs> yeah you, you're not Absolutely. starting anywhere yeah when you've got a your baby would crawl and then later on you take a few steps and then before starting to run and all that but then that's it yeah it starts from zero and you've yeah. got to believe and walk towards that vision yeah that's amazing. Believe in yourself, find yourself, and that's all you need wherever you are out there. Sometimes this is all you need. Sometimes that's believing in yourself is all you need. Finding yourself may be all you need to get to that next point, and you start from zero. Yes, maybe some people have were born with a silver spoon and all of that, and maybe, yes, they have everything around them and the connections around them, but you are not that person. And so if you have not found yourself in that situation, you might not have the support at the beginning. Like Usman had rightfully said, his family was not even in support of what he was doing. But at the end of the day, when they saw the effort that he was putting in the passion and he was winning competitions here and there, look, who am I not to believe in my child and what they are doing? So you have to believe in yourself first. Find yourself, find what you want, what you desire to do, and then take that step of faith. Sometimes you might not even fully know what you want but as you take that step of faith and push through it will eventually come to you what it is that you're supposed to navigate through and every i mean seasons come and you might even be changing some of the things but you are impacting people along the way you are helping people along the way you're being a role model to people one day so just take that step and never know what is on the other side of you breaking that barrier i always say this on very breakers corner so you just have to take that step thank you so much usman for your coming onto this podcast for sharing your story on how you started Dex. It's an amazing company, what you're doing out there. It's a delivery company. If you have no idea what he does, it's a delivery company and he's doing amazingly well in Gambia. And we just can't wait to see the more that God has in store for you. So keep breaking barriers, keep pushing. And thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you. Thank you very much, Joy. I'm really grateful. You're doing a great job, by the way. I um, have to check out some of the work you're doing online. And I'm like, wow, man. It's amazing to see other young people doing amazing stuff. And that's the way to grow. I mean, that's the way yeah. it is. So keep up the good work. And uh, hopefully, I mean, I wish you achieve your goals and whatever Amen. vision you have for this amazing breaking body of corner 
thing you're doing. I mean, I believe that there's a lot in store for you. I mean, hopefully it would definitely come true. I'm really grateful to be on your platform. And yeah, thank, thank you very you. much. <laughs> thank you too. Thank you for listening to the Barrier Breakers Corner podcast. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star review and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, share with those you think can benefit from this information. Please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments to the BB Corner Podcast at gmail.com. The Barrier Breakers Corner Podcast is produced by the Podcast Laundry Production Company and executive produced by Joyce Donkor. The podcast music was written by Chidi Omenihu and produced by Andy Official in the Gambia, West Africa. Cause they can-